A few years back, my friend Justin Warner from Food Network moved out to South Dakota. He opened a ramen joint, and he is always posting pictures of all the great food he's not only cooking, but eating all over South Dakota. He's always telling me to come visit. And you know, one of the best ways to experience a new place is to eat your way through it. But it's equally important to live your way through it, too. And when you summer in South Dakota, you can fill up on all the lake days, hikes, rides, and small-town strolls that'll leave you with a regained sense of wonder and a hunger to do it all over again. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time at Travel South Dakota. Who invented this? This is an old shape, but they only make it in one specific, very small part of Italy, and only like once a year. All I want to know is who invented it and where do they live? <laughs> they, they live somewhere in Sicily. I thought you said it was a very old shape, so shouldn't the inventor be dead? This is The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. Each week on our show, we obsess about food to learn more about people. And today we're bringing you the next chapter of Mission Impossible, my multi-year quest to invent a new pasta shape, actually get it made, and actually sell it. Now, if you haven't heard the original series or the three updates we've run since, I do recommend that you start there. They're in your podcast feed. They're all labeled Mission Impossible. Now, this episode here picks up one year ago, January 2022. All right, you ready? Let's do it. In the time since Cascatelli launched, the number one question I've gotten is, are you going to invent another pasta shape? My answer is always the same. Probably not. It was so hard the first time, and the result was so incredible How can I match that? The sequel is never as good as the original, right? It would almost definitely be a disappointment. And if it was, it would look like a cash grab. I don't want that. But I got to say, I do like being known as the pasta shape guy. And seeing people all over the world eating something I created has been more moving than I expected. And everyone keeps asking me for new shapes. So it seems there's demand for them. I created Cascatelli because I felt the common pasta shapes most people are eating are just not that good. And because I wanted to see if I could make a better one. That's just how I am. My parents got me piano lessons, and after the second one, I started writing my own songs. I think I can now say that while the songs were terrible, the pasta's good. So I've satisfied my desire to make my own shape. I don't need to make another one. Instead, I think I have a better idea. In the time since Cascatelli came out, I've become even more obsessed with obscure pasta shapes. Every month or two, I order another shipment of different ones online. My wife, Janie, rolls her eyes as the bags and the boxes pile up in the pantry. So here's what I want to do. I'll pick a couple of hidden gems, shapes that have been languishing in the dusty corners of the pasta cannon. I'll brush them off and team up with Sfolini to produce them. So what shapes should we make? Well, as I said, I've been trying all kinds. There's cestini. It means baskets. They're like little picnic baskets. Very sauceable, not so toothsinkable. Torchio. That's shaped like a torch. Tough to cook just right because of the variation in thickness, but very toothsinkable if you can nail it. By the way, I've also tried higher quality versions of shapes I'd written off. Turns out medium-sized shells are really good. Of course, I still have my principles. Evan Kleiman, my pasta fairy godmother, sent me a $15 bag of wagon wheels to prove to me that's a good shape. It was trash, like eating pasta mixed with uncooked rice. For my new shapes with Fellini, there's a lot to choose from because most pasta shapes aren't owned by anyone. Either they were never patented or they're like folk songs, so old that nobody knows who invented them. Of course, I'll have to find shapes that meet my standards for forkability, sauceability, and tooth sinkability. 
As I'm thinking about this in early 2022, I immediately know what one of these shapes should be. Vesuvio. It's named for Mount Vesuvius in Italy, you know, the volcano that erupted and buried Pompeii. Vesuvio the pasta looks kind of like the ice cream in a soft serve cone, like round tubes stacked on top of each other. Or like a poop emoji. But what makes it great is that those tubes have an opening on top, so they hold a ton of sauce. And those bulges, combined with the center vertical strip that holds the whole thing together, create, you guessed it, dynamic contrast. That combination of multiple textures that I love so dear. So it has great tooth sinkability and forkability, and on top of all that, it satisfies my unofficial fourth criteria. It's just fun. I mean, it's shaped like a volcano. It's beautiful and whimsical, but it's not a gimmick. Those features serve the eating experience. In spring 2022, I call up Scott Ketchum, co-founder of Sfolini, to discuss. There's, there's sort of two different types of Vesuvios. There's one that's a little bit sort of like a spiral staircase, almost looks a little more like the smoke coming out of the volcano. And then there's one that's a little bit more like short and squat that I would actually kind of say looks like the shape of a poop emoji. I, I feel like I, I want the one that's sort of more short and squat. The more poop emoji? The poop emoji one, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe that's, what, that's maybe that's what we should name it, actually. How do you say poop emoji in Italian? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> that's going to sell. I'm going to Google it. How do you say poop emoji in Italian? <laughs> oh, no. Emoji de caca. <laughs> I don't think we should call it that <laughs> well let's stick with Vesuvio Scott's on board with making Vesuvio as discussed ours will be more compact with more tubes around the outside which I think will maximize sauceability and toothsinkability now that that's settled, we decided we want to find one more shape. This way we can launch two new ones at once and build out a sporkful collection at Sfolini. But what should that one more be? Scott and I have been on a scavenger hunt for the last few weeks, buying a bunch of promising-looking shapes to test out at home. I love Fusiloni, which is just a, a bigger, thicker version of Fusili. I think Fusili is trash. It's thin. Uh, it falls apart. But Fusiloni which is bigger and thicker and meatier, holds together. It's more tooth sinkable. It's a better ratio of pasta to sauce. What do you think about Fusiloni? I'm not a huge fan of it. From past experience, I've seen that our Fusilli options just do not tend to sell quite as well. Okay, that's a valid concern. Then there's the square tube, which Nicholas Cage recently shared in a Reddit AMA that he had this square tube pasta once and it blew his mind. I ordered a square tube pasta from Italy, an obscure one. You did the same. We both ate them. What did you think? I didn't mind it. It looks like a huge pasta that's going to be really dense and filling. But when you bite into it, because it's so hollow in the middle, it really was that had a lighter bite to it that I thought was kind of a surprise and unique. I agree. But yeah, I, I, I feel like all the things you just said about what made it good, you could also say about rigatoni. Like to me, when you actually ate it, the square edges, as soon as you bite into it, it just goes flat. And so to me, like in, in the actual eating, I don't know that it was substantially different from any other tube pasta that I've seen. Over the next month, Scott and I go back and forth. 
He suggests a square tube that also twists, but I still feel like while it looks cool in practice, the square tube isn't so special. I suggest Casareche, which has become a personal favorite. It's like a twisting stick with lots of folds. He says he's seen that one around a little too much. Then Scott sends me a pasta dye catalog. You'll remember the dye is like the mold. So this is a catalog of shapes that a dye company offers. It's 90 pages, and each page has dozens of variations. You want a tube pasta? How big do you want the diameter of the tube to be? 1.7 millimeters? 2.3? 2.6? There are 19 options. I stay up past midnight looking through the catalog, entranced. Even for the ordinary shapes, I become curious about the tiniest details. But I'd rather have a short tube with eight ridges around the outside or 10. Would you notice the texture of the ridges more if there were fewer of them, but they're bigger? Or more of them, but smaller? I digress. After several hours of combing, I still haven't found anything that looks both really good and really different. And then, I think I've got something. What what number is it again? Is this the, is this the 163? Yeah, 163. We don't know what the name of this shape is. It's a short shape. The cross section is like, imagine four bucatinis, but they're cut short. It's like a square, but the corners are tubes of bucatini. Bucatini, in case you don't remember, is like spaghetti with a hole down the center, an extremely narrow straw. So you get four mini short bucatini tubes plus the one main square tube all together in every single bite. And the exterior is all bumpy because those little tubes protrude out from the square in all different directions. So I think all those exterior bumps are going to hold a lot of sauce. Then you have these interior tubes that will hold more sauce and also will be springy in the way that Bucatini is springy. I am very intrigued by this shape, Scott. I am too. Nobody really appears to be making it right now that we can get our hands on anyway. So it's a bit of a mystery to me that I haven't been able to eat it yet. But uh, it has all the aspects that I like about pasta. It has a lot of areas to capture sauce. Overall, it's kind of beautiful to look at. It's kind of a unique feat of engineering again. Yeah, it just, it looks cool. It it does not look like any pasta shape I have ever seen. In this catalog, even things that might've seemed a little bit different, then, you know, they have 25 versions of it. So suddenly it doesn't feel so special. There's no variations of this shape. Like there's this one version of this mystery shape And there's nothing else like it in the catalog. Before we commit to this mystery shape, we want to see if anyone's making it, even in Italy, so we can order it and try it. But right now, we don't even know what it's called. We agree to do more research and try to track down some samples. And we got to do it soon. Last year, Cascatelli was a popular holiday gift. A lot of people ordered it through Sfolini's website. We really want to get these new shapes ready in time to be our featured item this holiday season. Meanwhile, as spring 2022 turns to summer, things are still cranking with Cascatelli. The Sfolini guys are working their butts off focused on two key goals, increasing their production capacity and getting Cascatelli in more stores. In June, the Specialty Food Association invites us to be on a panel at the Fancy Food Show at New York's big Javits Convention Center. And let me tell you, I've been to a few food conventions. I have never seen anything like this. It's just rows and rows and rows of booths of food companies promoting their products by giving out free samples. There's a company selling cocktail sauces, just handing out shrimp cocktail all day. A jelly belly booth with more butter, beer, jelly beans than you can fathom. And a whole section of companies from Italy that has those enormous legs of prosciutto. They're just slicing pieces off and handing it to anyone who walks by. Janie comes with me. She says it's like Halloween for adults. Anyway, in the middle of these rows and rows of booths is Folini. 
First day of the show, it's me and Scott manning the booth, meeting people in the world of food, with Janie and Scott's wife, Sharice, pitching in. Scott's got some good news to share with me. We're actually part of the Walmart open call, which was the call to American manufacturers that everyone has submitted to a year, almost a year ago. And they finally announced the people they're going to see, and we're one of those people that actually get to go there in person to meet with them. Out of 4,500 American companies, Sfolini is one of 1,200 Walmart selected to pitch their product. If the chain gives us the green light and adds Sfolini pastas, this could double or triple the number of U.S. stores carrying Cascatelli overnight. We won't know anything for months. Meanwhile, Scott's working on getting Cascatelli into other big stores. We're in 500 now, and he's hoping to get to 1,000 by the end of 2022. Some of those are stores that already had other Sfolini products and added Cascatelli. Scott says about half are totally new for Sfolini, so stores are picking up Cascatelli and other Sfolini products at the same time. I may have been talking to some of these stores for a couple of years now, then all of a sudden that's like, all right, they're ready to do make the jump. Scott, we got to cut, oh, cut to Janie, who's over here hawking the Cascatelli. Remember the one who told us this was a bad idea? Let's go get live audio of this. Go on, keep telling, I'm, I'm, I'm recording audio of you pitching Cascatelli. So, so Dan felt like there were a lot of pasta shapes that had two out of the three, but was really looking for uh, a shape that had all three, and so partnered with Spolini, um, and so they worked, you know, on a lot of different... I just want to say, I hope you too someday have the experience of your spouse telling you your idea is bad, only to have them become the most eager and effective spokesperson for it. And I hope you too get it on tape, so you can rub it in their faces for decades to come. If there's a better reason to get married, I haven't heard it. Anyway, back to my conversation with Scott. I gotta say, it's exciting for me to be here. I've never been to the fancy food show. It's when, when Cascatelli went viral, it was, so, I mean, it was bananas for all, both of us. I, I couldn't tell how much that was, like, gonna stick. And there was such a lag between when it went viral and when we were actually gonna be able to, like, ramp up production, get into stores. It's just, the industry moves slowly, even in normal times. Yeah. And I just didn't know, like, by the time we're getting this thing into stores, will anyone remember that weird viral thing that happened? But when I come to a thing like this, and all these people are walking up to our booth like, oh, that's the pasta shape, that's the thing. I'm like, oh, they really did remember. Like, right. I mean, all of the reviews we get that are posted on the site and everything, there's everybody just loves it, and it lives up to everything that you set out to achieve. But as I'm learning, there's always more to achieve. It's great that these big chains are showing interest in Cascatelli, but if they start placing orders, Fellini's got to be ready. It's crucial for them to upgrade their equipment so they can ramp up production and fast. In one of our updates a while back, I told you they ordered new gear. It was originally supposed to arrive in late 2021, but with worldwide manufacturing and shipping delays, it didn't. The new dryers eventually arrived, but without motors. So Scott has had these shells of machines just sitting there, useless for months. Finally, just a few days before the fancy food show, he gets a message that the dryer motors and a new tray stacker from Italy have arrived on American shores at a port in New Jersey. All they have to do is put the gear on a truck and drive it a couple hours up the highway to Sfolini. You see trucks on the highway carrying big, heavy things all the time, right? It's very routine. Well, while we're at the fancy food show, Scott gets a phone call about the equipment. Uh, it hit a sign going out of the truck yard, and they had to backtrack and go back, and they have to put it on a new truck bed now. Uh, so I don't have to wait to really even find one, because they can't even find it. They're in such high demand. A truck, you mean? A, a truck, the low, I don't know what the proper name is. Like a low is. bed. It's a, a certain type bed. of truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're looking for that. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a roller coaster. You have to laugh. What yeah. else can you do? This, that's, oh, my God. It hit a... 
In my head, I'm picturing like an overpass took the entire top off. Luckily, from what I've heard, it is not that. It's just was still just leaving the yard. Okay. So, it, and they're probably going slow. I hope. And, but uh, this was a, a tank of a piece of equipment, so I don't think it's hurt anything. All right. So. Coming up, Svolini gets an update on the equipment, and it's not what they thought. Plus, we learn more about our mystery shape, and we race to get it ready for the holidays. All right, Scott, let's get these pasta shapes made. Let's do it. Mission impossible. Come on, Scott. Impossible. Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) And I take a little trip to Italy. Stick around. It's time to open up a can of advertisements. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, a business tripper, or a long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. They've got over 7,000 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels, and you will get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. I especially love those Cambria Hotels. They have locally inspired hotel bars with all kinds of specialty cocktails, downtown locations right in the center of all the action. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces. That way, if you're a business traveler, you'll be able to get all your work done. On-site restaurants, fantastic. And then at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles and great pools for the whole family and spacious rooms. I mean, if you have kids, you understand the importance of the pool. If you stay at a hotel with a pool, Almost nothing else matters. Fortunately, all the Choice Hotels take care of all the other stuff too, but I mean, a pool is a great start. Whatever kind of vacation you're going on, whatever kind of travel you're doing, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. The weather's warming up. Have you nailed down your summer travel plans yet? I can tell you, we're working on ours and things are booking up, which is why you should be thinking about Norwegian Cruise Line. They have been raising the standards of cruising for more than 55 years. Let me tell you, when you cruise with NCL, you get award-winning specialty restaurants, immersive entertainment, and the most thrilling experiences at sea. Now, look, one of the great things about cruises in general is that you can visit and explore all kinds of different destinations, all with the ease of unpacking your bag just once. But Norwegian Cruise Line... They take cruising to another level, and they take food to another level. With no set dining and entertainment times and no formal dress codes, you have the flexibility to design your ideal vacation. They have an incredible variety of truly authentic and fresh dining and bar experiences complemented by exceptional service. Listen to this. There are up to eight complimentary and nine specialty dining options per ship and up to 23 bar and lounge options. Come see why NCL's guest first philosophy means exceptional service and unforgettable memories. Book your next vacation at ncl.com. At Boar's Head, delicious is in the details. And you see that in their incredible selection of hummus flavors. Boar's Head hummus is expertly crafted to achieve the perfect balance of creamy texture and refined taste. You can taste those chickpeas. You can taste the tahini. You can taste a little bit of acidity. It's got it all. I especially love their roasted red pepper hummus made with fire-roasted peppers. You can even taste a little bit of that char. It's perfectly dippable. It's perfectly spreadable. This is the kind of thing you always want to have on hand in your refrigerator. Dip, scoop, spread, or smear boar's head hummus to your heart's content. Hummus so extraordinary, it can only be boar's head. Compromise elsewhere. Are you ready for warmer weather? I know I am. 
But is your wardrobe ready? I just stocked up on spring and summer clothing at Quince. And let me tell you something. I feel great about everything I got. I got a couple of short sleeve button down shirts, polo shirt, some shorts. Everything feels great. It's super high quality. And I can't believe how much stuff I got at a reasonable price. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Whatever you need for the spring and summer, Quince has your back. Upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash sporkful for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sporkful to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash sporkful. Welcome back to The Sporkful. I'm Dan Pashman. And in our previous installment of Mission Impossible, we shared the story of the creation of Bonza's cascatelli made from chickpeas, which is gluten-free. We did a whole deep dive on the science of gluten-free pasta and learned why making it from legumes tends to get better results. I'm happy to report we've gotten a ton of great feedback on the Bonza cascatelli, so thank you for that. Remember, it's available exclusively at Whole Foods nationwide, so get it there today. Okay, back to that truck that crashed into a highway sign. There are two things it's carrying. Motors for the new dryers that have been sitting at Sfolini for months, useless. Those are crucial as Sfolini wants to ramp up production. Then there's a tray stacker, which picks up trays of freshly made pasta and stacks them on top of each other so they can go into the dryers. Sfolini does have one of those, but it's on its last legs. So they've been hoping the new one would arrive before the old one gives out. Now, Scott and his co-founder, Steve, have been getting conflicting reports on how bad the crash was. So the equipment finally gets to Sfolini in the back of a different truck covered by a giant tarp. The two of them take the tarp off and find... This tray stacker unit that we ordered was completely smashed and destroyed. They must have hit this sign going 60, 70 miles per hour. (sighs) There are these huge, probably like six by six steel beams that are the corners of each of of the equipment framework and they're completely shredded and ripped apart like the hulk tore it in half what about the dryers well the dryers were not so tall so they were unaffected they were in a secondary crate that did not hit the sign and we have the crew here right now putting those together and they'll hopefully be operational by the end of next week so you'll still be able to increase capacity as planned Yes, it's just a little riskier because we're going to be pushing everything a little harder than normal. And the tray stacker, the one we currently have, is unreliable and and the trays get caught in it quite a bit. You seem pretty pretty upbeat for this news, Scott. I guess (laughs) you have no option but to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, it was very different than I felt four days ago, but I've had some time to just (laughs) sit back and like, what else is going to go on in this crazy world right now? He realistically said we're looking most likely eight months if we're lucky a little earlier. I just can't believe it. I mean, after all the waiting to, for it to get so close to your factory, what a cruel twist. I feel like you should give the tray stacker a name. Does it have a name <laughs> or a nickname? I bet Steve has a lot of names that I can't say out here. <laughs> <laughs> It's 
gonna be eight months. And that's on top of the year they already waited for this machine. It's been so long that when Scott goes to order another identical tray stacker, the price has gone from 100,000 euros to 130,000. He's hoping the trucking company's insurance pays for the new machine. As Scott said, even with this setback, the new dryers do allow them to increase their production by 20%. And down the road, they can add a second shift, so they could be making pasta around the clock. That is, if their janky old tray stacker holds up. Meanwhile, Scott and I continue researching our mystery pasta shape. Remember, it's a square tube, but each corner of the square is like a little bucatini. We'd both like to eat some of it before we commit to making it. In July, Scott's made some progress. He's found out what it's called. Even though I've been doing this for 10 years now and been to Italy numerous times, my Italian's still terrible. So, okay. <laughs> uh, I believe it's called Cinque Buche. Buche. Yep. Cinque. And, and Bucci. So, let's see uh, how to pronounce Bucci. Bucci. All right, it's two words. Cinque means five, Bucci means tubes. It's rooted from the same word as Bucatini. Because a bucatini is a narrow tube. So it has Scott and I agree that the name Cinque Buki is a problem. It's going to be very hard for most Americans to pronounce and remember. I mean, if I told you how it's spelled, you would get so confused you'd crash your car. Plus, the Cinque, the five, that's also confusing. Like, yes, there's technically five holes in the cross section, those four bucatinis plus the larger tube. But I don't really think about the larger tube. When I look at this shape, I think four, not five. But even if we come up with a different name for it, we got a bigger problem. We still can't get our hands on it. As far as we can tell, this shape is not made or sold anywhere in America. I found a couple of Italian companies, but they're only available through their websites from Italy. And so the shipping's about $100 to get one bag. Good news, though, Scott. I'm going to Italy in just a couple of days. So I, I will look for Cinque Buchi there and I'll ask around. That's right. In late July, I head to Italy to do research for my breaking news upcoming cookbook of pasta dishes. More on that closer when it comes out in 2024. Anyway, as the Italians say, on this trip, I'll catch two pigeons with one fava bean. Yes, they actually say that. I'll work on the book, and I'll also try to find some cinque buchi, or whatever we end up calling it. But we're up against the clock. We want to have the new shapes manufactured, boxed, and ready to ship in November ahead of the holidays. That's just 12 weeks from now. I fly to Italy, and in between four-hour dinners for research and walking 18,000 steps a day, I'm also looking for Cinque Buchi. I search and search, but I'm not finding it. I am, however, finding many Italians eager to talk to me about pasta shapes, like the owner of the B&B outside Naples, where I'm staying with my family. His name's Antonio. Janie and I are chatting with him, and she starts telling him about Cascatelli. I told you she'd become his number one spokesperson. When Janie says, Dan invented a new pasta shape, Antonio immediately disappears, then comes back with a bag of pasta for me. This quality is a, is a not simple pasta. Oh my, this shape. So this is one of the two shapes that I want to make for this fall with Sfolini. I've never seen it called Nodini. I've seen this shape with Amen. the name uh, 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 Vesuvio. Without prompting, as we sit with Mount Vesuvius in the distance, Antonio has brought out Vesuvio, the other shape we're working on. On this package, it's called Nodini, which means knots. As we've learned, sometimes the same pasta shape can have different names. Antonio says not many people in the Naples area eat this shape. Most folks prefer to stick to the classics, but he likes it. Because uh, I bring more sauce inside, uh, when made with the bronzer and the plastic. 
with the plastic, the the sauce don't attach. Right, it's too uh, too too liche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too smooth. And the best, uh, the best. Many many person don't like the rigato. Who doesn't like rigato? Because uh, the when you uh, cook in the in the center and the outside is a different uh, different uh, texture. A little more cooked, a little less cooked. Yeah. Rigato means ridged, and I agree. Ridges hold more sauce, they add texture. What's not to like about that? As Antonio continues, he starts talking about how the cooking time on a package of pasta tells you a lot about the quality. Better wheat in a thicker, hardier shape require a longer cooking time, and those pastas are the most too sinkable. Uh, look, this pasta cook in 10 minutes. The uh, industrial pasta is cooked in uh, 5 minutes. I had actually brought a couple of boxes of Cascatelli to Italy for gifts, so I give one to Antonio. He seems perplexed, like he's looking at a moon rock or something. I point out its long cook time in an attempt to impress him. Yeah. So, uh, look, this, my, my Cascatelli, 13 minutes. But uh, uh, the uh, uh, American... Uh... <laughs> you have to try it. Antonio thinks a long cooking time on the package is a sign of quality among Italian pastas, but among American brands... He just sees it as a sign that Americans overcook our pasta. I think maybe, maybe for you, uh, 12 minutes. Uh, yeah. uh, dodici. Dodici Yeah, <laughs> 10. He says 10 minutes. No, no, 10 is no, no good. No good. <laughs> he doesn't trust the American numbers for... Uh, Antonio reluctantly accepts the box of Cascatelli and walks away, leaving Janie and me to debrief. It's so funny. He, he's so suspicious. He's like... But it's, it's American. It's not from Italy. Right. He, like, doesn't want to touch it. I'm like, no, it's for you. He's like, no, no, it's not from Italy. <laughs> but this is the experience that I've been getting all across Italy when I tell people that I invented a pasta shape. Some combination like, oh, of... Oh, you're cute. <laughs> um, so where are you going to see in Italy? <laughs> exactly. So Italians don't trust Americans when it comes to pasta. Not a shock. I'm going to focus on the good news coming out of this, which is that Vesuvio is a deep-cut shape even in Italy, but the people who know it love it. So it's perfect for this new project with Sfolini. But at this point, I've been to three cities in three different corners of Italy, and I still can't find the other shape, Cinque Bucchi. And like I said, the clock's ticking. The Sfolini guys have to order the dyes and the boxes if we're going to have this thing ready for the holidays. Given the time crunch, I'm forced to consider an option that makes me very nervous committing to this shape without ever having tried it. Looking back, I really should have shelled out the 100 bucks for the shipping of the Cinque Buki I saw online. But it's too late for that now. I have no other choice. I give Sfolini the green light to order the dyes. I'm hoping that I've tried so many obscure shapes in the last few years that I can tell a good one just by looking at a picture of it. And to me, this pasta shape looks fantastic. I honestly don't understand how it's not everywhere already. But I don't know for sure. I mean, it's a square tube. I tested other square tubes and didn't think they were that great. Will the extra features on this one make enough of a difference? This feels like a huge risk. Sitting outside at our B&B, I tell Janie the news. We agreed to move forward on Cinque Buki, this other shape. Without ever actually eating it or seeing it in person? That's right. <laughs> That's when something amazing happens. Janie tells me I'm making the right decision. Okay. I mean, look, I, I feel like it can't be bad, you know. There's not, not the, like, Svolini makes such good pasta that whatever the shape is, it's still going to be good. And so, you know, I think it's, if you found a shape that looks interesting, it'll still be good. 
Yeah. Should we put that on the box? It can't be bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust us. <laughs> with Janie's ringing endorsement, I forge ahead. Scott and Steve order the dyes with one key tweak I requested to the Cinque Buki. I want to add ridges to the outside. This will increase sauceability, make it look even cooler, and make it different from the only other similar versions of the shape I've seen online. So my version of this shape will be rigato. Beyond the dyes, we also need to get boxes, which means we've got to figure out what we're going to call this shape so they can print the name on the box. As discussed, Cinque Buki is a non-starter. Instead, I brainstormed names with quattro, the Italian word for four. And I wanted it to sound like bucatini, but quattro bucatini is too long. Steve from Sfolini comes up with a compromise. Quattratini. I turned to an old friend for a gut check, Laurel Sutton, the naming expert from Catchword, who we consulted about the name Cascatelli. I asked her about quattratini. I like it because it's different. It's a unique name, and it's sort of fun to say, Quattrotini. You know, it kind of rolls along. It's got the T's in succession, Quattrotini. There's a brand of cookies that get sold in the United States that are called Quadratini. It's spelled differently. I don't think that's a problem. Pasta and cookies are going to be in two different trademark classes. The crossover between pasta and cookies, I don't think that that's going to cause confusion in the mind of your target audience. I'm looking it up now in the U.S. PTO trademark database, which I have become familiar with in recent years. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's Loker Quadratini. Yeah. And as you say, like, because I trademarked Cascatelli, when you do that, like, right, it, it's trademarked as a pasta. Mm-hmm. So, so no one else can call their pasta Cascatelli. Correct. But if Ford wanted to come out with a new pickup truck ca- called the Cascatelli, I couldn't stop them. Exactly right. Yes. I mean, that'd be a weird name for a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> It's decided. Our new shapes will be Vesuvio and Quattrotini, the pasta shape formerly known as Cinque Buchi. And by the way, it's not that surprising that I wasn't able to find Cinque Buchi even in Italy. Scott went down a bit of a rabbit hole and found that it's only made in Sicily and only during Carnival, which is why it's so rare. Legend has it that the devil uses this shape to tempt people with the sin of gluttony. So consider me Lucifer. Now we just have to get the dyes and boxes in its Fellini so we can begin production. We're told everything should arrive in October. And of course it'll happen on time because there's never any delays in this world, right? I'll cut to the chase. You can probably guess by now, there are massive delays. We keep holding out hope that it'll come the next week or the week after. But by early December, we accept there won't be any new pasta shapes for the holidays. But there is some good news. At the end of 2022, Scott tells me that Cascatelli is in about 850 stores, pretty close to his year-end target of 1,000. Whole Foods added it in the New York area. Now they tell us they're adding it nationwide come June 2023. But that's not the biggest news. Walmart decided to pick up Cascatelli and three other Sfolini shapes. They're launching in almost 1,200 Walmart stores this week. And that's not all Walmarts, but it's a lot. So check your local store or the store locator on Sfolini's website. Finally, in early January, samples of Quattrotini and Vesuvio arrive on my doorstep. I cook up the Vesuvio first in a mac and cheese with shrimp and andouille sausage that I'm testing for my cookbook. And the Vesuvio is as great as I remembered. It's a perfect shape with a saucy dish. And that textural contrast between the outer tube parts of the cone and the interior is just totally on point. I can't wait for you to try it. Then it's time for the real test, Quattrotini, which is still kind of a black box. I've never actually seen it in real life, let alone eaten it. The ridges I added to the outside give it that corduroy texture, which looks beautiful and holds more sauce. 
And I asked Fellini to cut it a little longer than the ones we've seen in pictures, which will make each piece bigger and, I believe, more tooth-sinkable. I gotta say, holding it in my hand, I had the same thought I had when I saw it in the catalog. This does not look like any other pasta shape I've ever seen. For this taste test, I make it for the kids with simple jarred tomato sauce. All right, so it's already a good sign here with the quattrotini. I poured a bunch of sauce into the pan to warm it up, and I was like, oh, this is too much sauce. The same thing Claire Saffitt said with the cascatelli. I oh my God, this is too much sauce for this amount of pasta. And now I've just stirred in the pasta and like, I'm like, oh, we need more sauce. That's how sauceable this is. All right, let's eat. All right, first ever taste of this new pasta shape quattrotini. Mm. It's really good. Mmm. It's perfect in all three categories. Like, no offense to Cascatelli, but... Definitely forkable. Emily, no offense, but you're the messiest eater in the family. Have you dropped... <laughs> have you dropped any pasta off your fork onto your lap yet? Emily's looking around at the floor by her chair. Every bite you've taken has stayed on your fork. Mm, yes. So it's very forkable. Now, the box says 10 to 12 minutes. I cooked this for 11. I'd probably, doing it again, I would cook it for 10. I think it's perfect. Don't change it. You know, the ridges, it's funny. We added these ridges to the outside. That's not the way this shape is traditionally made. And I thought it would pick up a little bit of sauce. But, you know, ridges are also fun in your mouth. You can feel them in your mouth, right? Yeah. Mmm. I just ate a quattrotini, like, vertically. So the tubes are up and down in my mouth instead of side to side. And it's like a whole other experience. Girls, try it. Mm. It functions like an I-beam. It's like extreme, like, structural support. So when you bite down, it's especially, it's like max tooth sinkability. It's like a whole different pasta shape. Yeah. But in a good way. You got to realize, I, I agreed to order this shape and commit to making this shape without ever having tried it. But I also had never, like, seen it. And as soon as it came in the box and I saw it cover, I was like, that pasta looks so good. More please? More please as well? As I eat the quattrotini, I realize what I love about all three shapes I'm now making with Sfolini is that they're all forkable, sauceable, tooth-sinkable, but they're all so different from each other. Janie gets home from work, and I hand her a bowl of quattrotini. I love it. I, I just hope it doesn't take away from Cascatelli sales. Because, I mean, does it, you think it has, it has all three, right? Forkability, sauceability, tooth-sinkability. There's, there's room in the world for more than one great pasta shape. Yeah. All right, well, I, I feel a combination of relief and extreme excitement because this pasta shape is awesome. And with that, I'm pleased to announce that Quattratini and Vesuvio are on sale now, exclusively through Sfolini's website, okay? They are not coming to stores anytime soon. And supplies are limited. Once we sell through the boxes we have, it's going to be a while before we can get our hands on some more. Now, one note. To start, we're selling six packs of each shape. So if you want to try both of the new ones, you'll get 12 boxes of pasta. Now, I know that's a lot of pasta, but it's good for years, okay? You'll eat it. Sfolini will be adding combo packs to the website in the next few days, and those will ship in a few weeks. But those have to be packaged individually by hand, okay? That's why they're more complicated to produce. Anyway, get your pasta now at Sfolini.com. That's S-F-O-G-L-I-N-I.com. 
And while you're there, I got something else cool for you to grab. A designer in Brooklyn named Julie Malo made a Cascatelli clutch purse for Scott Ketchum's wife, Sharice, and she loved it so much, she said, we gotta sell these. So ahead of Valentine's Day, we have limited edition Cascatelli clutch purses, only about 200 available. Get yours now at Spolini.com. And head over to Instagram if you want to see what these new pasta shapes look like and watch an unboxing video the kids and I made. Today we're going to be filming an unboxing tutorial. Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button. My Instagram is at the Sporkful. This show is produced by me along with senior producer Emma Morgenstern and producer Andres O'Hara. Our editor is Tracy Samuelson with additional editing this week by Hallie Bay Ramdeen and Abigail Keel. Our engineer is Jared O'Connell. The Mission Impossible theme song is by Andy Christens with additional music help from Black Label Music. The Sporkful is a production of Stitcher. Our executive producers are Colin Anderson and Nora Ritchie. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. And this is Fleur Jumet in Canberra, Australia, reminding you to eat more, eat better, and eat more better.